Welcome to a new edition of Cool Facts Friday. This cool fact, it's about composting human bodies, which is called natural organic reduction. And you're like, Dave, why would you go there? Trust me, you're going to want to hear this. There's new research from Washington State University, and it shows that this process provides food for microorganisms and is an environmentally acceptable alternative to burial or cremation. You guys know I'm all about building healthy soil, right? I live on a small organic farm. We're adding feet to the topsoil here because soil is one of the things that helps us live longer and we need more of it right now and we're wearing it away at a disturbing process. Why would you want to take a perfectly good source of organic material like me and then fill me with toxins and bury me in a steel box? It just doesn't really work or burn me and add to the carbon footprint. So what's left? Composting. And what this is, is just letting microbes break you down and that generates heat strong enough to destroy any pathogens that might be in your body. After about four to seven weeks, microorganisms decompose bodies into soil except for the skeleton. So that's basically two months and all that's left is bones. And each decomposed body generates 1.5 to 2 cubic yards of soil-like material, which meets U.S. safety standards for even heavy metals. Now, do you want to eat food that was grown there? Probably not. Do you want to walk in a forest like that? Yes, you probably do. And this is one of the many things that we can do as humans to lower our environmental footprint. So for me, give me a Tibetan sky burial, which is even a little bit weirder because they cut you up into pieces and feed you to the ravens. I'm all over that. Or if not, bury me in a forest somewhere and let me take this precious organic matter and feed it back to the earth instead of burning me or filling me with chemicals and sticking me somewhere. I hope you'll consider this as a new kind of science. It's very interesting. Only takes two months. And best of all, in 2019, Washington became the first state to legalize natural organic reduction as a post-life option. I like how they say that. It's what happens after you die. It's okay. Everyone dies. If you don't believe me and you're a radical life extensionist, the end of the universe will come. We're all going to die. It's okay. Take a deep breath. One of the things that came out for today's cool fact is that scientists can now make human organs transparent so that you can do 3D biomapping and understand what's really going on in there. Because there's a lot of stuff that we think we know, but like, oh, sorry, we just missed that. You know, like the glymphatic system that we only discovered about five, six years ago that's removing toxins from our brain. Before that, we just thought it didn't happen. So 3D biomapping is going to let us know the stuff that we're missing. This research comes out of Germany, and they found a way to 3D map intact human organs down to a cellular level, and to do it required transparency. The problem is that our organs are really stiff because there's insoluble molecules, including collagen, that are in those tissues, and the insoluble stuff grows for years or even decades. And the way we've made mouse organs transparent don't work on human organs, particularly adults. So after a lot of time, researchers found a detergent that allowed those organs to be broken down and converted into transparent structure. There's so much data that comes out of an organ if you're looking down at each cell. In fact, it's incredible amounts. So they developed a laser scanning microscope called, yes, the Ultra Microscope Blaze, because researchers are terrible at naming things. And... It holds a ton of sample data and can image things even as big as your kidney. And they created machine learning algorithms to analyze that huge amount of data. And what they found is that now we're going to be able to look at things like the brain, the kidneys, the liver. And, well, if you think about it, what had to happen for this? Lasers, artificial intelligence, biochemistry, new detergent development, 
the progress in human knowledge for us to be able to learn just a little bit more about this, it is mind-boggling, it is astounding. And if you ever find yourself going, oh, things are terrible, things are hopeless, whatever. No, this is the coolest time ever to be alive. There will be a time coming up here where we learn something new about every single organ in the body, and then we're gonna hack it. Next up, this cool fact highlights what we can learn from aging about the famous African turquoise killfish. What, you didn't know about this? Neither did I until I did some research. It turns out that this kind of fish lives in the ponds of Mozambique and Zimbabwe, but their ponds disappear during the dry season. So how could a fish like this live? Because without water, the adults die, but their embryos can put their lives on hold until water comes back. They go into a state called diapause, where cell growth and organ development pause entirely. And adult killfish just live for four to six months, but their embryos can stay in diapause for up to two years. Well, what if we could halt our human aging at the same rate that these African turquoise killfish do? Well, then we could live for 160 to 400 years, and maybe every couple of years we could just pause for a little while. The reason I know about this is a recent study from the genetics department at Stanford was looking to figure out how they survive in that state of limbo, and they found that genes that normally spur cell proliferation, organ growth, and metabolism completely turn off, and they found that diapause is much more than a passive waiting period like hibernation. Well, some genes turn off, others work overtime to halt aging and maintain the embryo's muscle mass. So when killfish come out of diapause, they show no signs of aging. They can still reproduce and live just as long as killfish that never went into diapause. What does that mean for you? Well, we can probably get some anti-aging tricks from the African turquoise killfish. Personally, I'd love to be able to have diapause in my bag of biohacker tricks. What about you? This cool fact is about new research developments in ways to reduce brain swelling. And you might say, Dave, why do I care about brain swelling? It's because, well, the odds of you having brain swelling at some point in your life are exceptionally high, whether it's from inflammation or more likely you're probably going to bump your head or you already have bumped your head and probably forgot about it. 90% of the people we see coming through the 40 years of Zen Neuroscience Institute have some evidence of a hit to the brain. And I've dealt with a few traumatic brain injuries over the last few years, just from simple stuff that you do just living. And they can really affect relationships and everything. So in this new study published in the Annals of Neurology, scientists at Northwestern Medicine in Chicago injected nanoparticles into mice that decreased the amount of dangerous brain swelling in mice and increased their recovery. So this means if you or someone you care about takes a, even a small hit to the head, you could recover faster. These are biodegradable nanoparticles, the same type of FDA-approved polymer they use in stitches or sutures that dissolve. And they believe it curbed brain swelling by distracting a certain kind of immune cell known as a monocyte that normally rushes in and causes inflammation. The monocytes instead targeted those little invaders instead of going right into the brain. And that was enough to distract that inflammatory response that causes so much damage in the first 24 hours after you hit your head. So further testing showed that brain swelling and scarring were less significant in the mice who were injected. And the mice with nanoparticles had better vision response to light and greater improvement overall. And right now, researchers say that those nanoparticles are one day going to be powerful medicine for a whole bunch of things, but maybe even including heart attacks, inflammatory bowel disease, even viruses, if you're getting a cytokine storm, just distract the immune system. But you can't buy them yet. The reason this matters is that you should be paying attention to every technology possible to control and modulate your immune system and your inflammation. Because right now our immune systems do all sorts of stuff we don't want them to do and all sorts of elegant, amazing things. 
our ability to tell our immune systems what we want them to do and what we don't want them to do is one of the things that's going to help us live way longer than anyone thinks is possible. This is part of the problem. This cool fact highlights more research into how nanoparticles could be used for you. And this time we're going to talk about your heart health. And why nanoparticles? Because nanoparticles are new and interesting. And this is the stuff that's happening that you're not going to hear about at your doctor's office, but it is already possible and it will become commonplace. This time, Michigan State University and Stanford University scientists created a nanoparticle called Trojan horse that can engulf and eat debris in your cells. You'll remember cellular debris is one of the causes of aging. And in this case, the nanoparticle completely eats away portions of plaque that cause heart attacks. And this was in Nature Nanotechnology. Yes, by the way, there is a journal by that name. And this newly invented nanoparticle is really effective because it's so selective. And it targets a particular immune cell type called a macrophage within the plaque. And the nanoparticle releases a drug agent directly into the macrophage. And what you get is the cell engulfs and eats cellular debris after that. And it removes the dead cells from the core of the plaque. And the plaque goes away. And... What's interesting here is that the nanoparticle works inside the cell instead of working on just the surface of the cell. So we're actually getting in there and cleaning this thing up for you. And the invention of this Trojan horse nanoparticle, it could be a really big treatment for atherosclerosis, and it could be, well, a treatment for almost anything that's going on inside of cells we need to get things in there. Right now, since atherosclerosis is one of the four killers from superhuman, the first step to living to 180 is not dying, so let's target this. There are minimal side effects, and it could go all over the place in your body and give you a new ability to control your own biology, and that's what we're all here to do. A human upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.